Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another episode. For this episode, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update. This episode is actually emerging from my previous podcast, Peace and Prosperity, which I held with Christopher Salem. All of those podcast episodes will now be found as a segment under Superconscious Success. And moving forward, all the new podcasts, anything that you want to learn about peace, about prosperity, about obtaining that wellness and and being able to harmonize all areas of your life you're going to be able to find that within the peace and prosperity segment where Chris and I will both be hosting so I just wanted to let you know so that you when you hear the intro for this episode that is why okay look forward to seeing you in the in the interview hi all welcome to the podcast where peace and prosperity meet in the middle my name is Chris Salem and I'm with my co-host Jennifer Matthews we bring you the podcast filled with many nuggets and valuable light bulb moments that will help build your harmony between your life commitments and the prosperity you desire. Our weekly podcast will bring you inspiring entrepreneurs, coaches, business owners, just all around inspirational people who can show you how they can move from the overwhelm, self-judgment, imposter syndrome, and all around insecurities to that of peace, power, potential, and of course, prosperity. So now I'm not going to pass it over to Jennifer, who will introduce our guest speaker for today. And make sure to hold on because this podcast episode is going to be quite the ride. Hey, Chris, thanks so much for that. Now, we are so excited to have our guest on today, Justin Cunningham, aka the anti-overwhelm guy, and I love that. Um, Justin has a very interesting story, and he's actually moved from a hip-hop artist um, and a skateboarder to being the creator of the Shift Results System and the Creative Supernova. Now, Justin's been training international businesses, including Coca-Cola, Mercedes-Benz, Freedom Furniture, Osteostrong, to grow their sales and their marketing for 19 years. He's also blends his 30 years of music improv into his work to add fun. He's worked with hundreds of companies, worldwide on how to stand out and achieve greater results quickly. Now, Justin travels worldwide teaching and entertaining businesses with his shift coaching programs and workshops on how to accelerate and increase results in their sales and their marketing whilst also reducing overwhelm. So let's now get to know Justin a little bit and learn more about his shift method. Hey, Justin, how are you going? Hi, team. Uh, Going really well. Thanks, Jim. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And hey, Chris, how are you? Doing great. It's, uh, well, as you can see, it's bright and sunny here in New York. No, I'm kidding. This is a backdrop. But nonetheless, it was all around a great day. And again, uh, it's all about harmony, you know, peace and prosperity. Absolutely. So, Justin, we're going to start off. You tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to now be doing what you're doing and creating the shift method. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Uh, my life story really is in the name. So what I discovered was I'm someone who's a multi-passionate or people might call a renaissance man. You know, I've done lots of different things from being mm-hmm. a clothes designer to a manager of businesses, general manager, coach, trainer, designer, all these different things. 
as well as, as you've already said, you know, being a hip hop guy, I started rap battles in my country 22 years ago. And then also did the first international rap battle in the world, which was New Zealand versus Australia. <laughs> and so I've done a lot of radical stuff. I'm pretty much a Generation X poster kid, you know, like skateboarder with Tony Hawk and rap with Black Eyed Peas and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, now I'm looking like this regulation middle-aged white guy. But, um, yeah, I've always been a bit of a street culture guy. And so as a result, I've always been somewhat of a cultural interpreter. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, helping people translate their gifts and their message and their value has always been my thing. And this word shift was this constant theme, shifting crowds on the mic and shifting paradigms, shifting thinking, shifting results. And so what I discovered was that people like me really struggle with being called one thing, a single topic. And Hmm. and so I discovered that themes set you free and... Through all of this stuff, I realized that my gifts with being able to bring exciting things to life and face fear and, you know, really work on my own beliefs to kind of come from a little tiny country called New Zealand and go to the world and make it happen. A lot of people are looking for that. Mm. And it's often the block, you know, your beliefs form your behaviors and your behaviors form your outcomes. But most people are not learning and then earning more. That's a bit of a myth that mm-hmm. if you learn more, you're going to earn more. And so through all the rapping stuff, battle, battle raps and skateboarding, I discovered that there is a way of synthesizing success and finding results hacks. And that's really what I stand for is helping people be in their flow and optimizing their natural gifts so that they can step into their power and finally get rewarded properly. Wow. Doesn't that sound in alignment with us, hey, Chris? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's absolutely. awesome. And I know Justin well, and I'll tell you, he he's just done some magnificent things. And what I love about people who can shift are the people that are transparent. And, yeah. and Justin definitely defines that. No oh, question about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I can't believe it. Black Eyed Peas, come on, they are one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're lovely people, and yeah, you know, they're, they're one of many other acts that I've performed with the roots and people yeah, like that. They just, so. Yeah, they just came across um, for the for the um, what do you call it a big concert here in, in Perth a couple of years ago, and yeah. Um, yeah, they're just absolutely brilliant. So, but um, I could talk about hip hop forever, so I won't. <laughs> All good. So, so let's, I. <laughs> I know. So let's start off with um, our beliefs. Now we know that our beliefs they they dictate who we are. They 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 are so important when it comes to manifesting success in our lives. So how is it that our limited beliefs that we may have grown up with that we may get from our authority figures as we grow up how is it that it can hold our progress when it comes to success when it comes to prosperity and do you have some tips as to how we may be able to change some of those limited beliefs well that's a very big question and again <laughs> this the answer could take all day long but i'll no. <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll be as succinct as i can with this you know first off it's a great question secondly um we are a product of our experience. Yes. And so are our parents and so are our teachers and so are previous business leaders. And so as a result, their truth is based on what happened for them. Mm-hmm. And 
previous generations have different constraints and different ways of doing things. For example, post-World War II, the focus in the world was rebuilding. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to do a job and be part of the rebuild. So then there was this idea in your head that, you know, like uh, a valuable person has a, has a regular solid job and that will make you a meritorious, you know, citizen of the community and all this good stuff. And, and that was seen as, again, being normal. And so for somebody to say, well, I want to design my life and have more than this, mm. Seen was seen as being fickle, and you know, you you know, you're not being serious. You know, you're not a hardworking person. You're not serious. You're not all this good stuff. Now, as time changes, all the tools and resources and availability increases. Suddenly, the freedom of choice increases. So, this is often two things: one positive and one negative. One, there are so many choices; it's completely confusing. Mm. Like, which one? What do I do? The, the other one is, is that if you can focus and choose, the tools and resources available now are essentially unlimited. Yeah, absolutely. But the problem as it relates to belief is most of us are driven by a need for security and safety. Mm -hmm. So whilst we say we want to stand out in business, humans are actually not designed that way. Our minds are driven by a thing called mirror neurons and it seeks familiarity. Familiarity is safety. But when you say you want to stand out in business and you want to be exceptional, what you're actually saying is, I'm nominating myself to become a target. Uh, yeah. And so on an unconscious level, you've essentially said, let me expose myself to attack. So now, so even as you're saying, oh, I'm learning this course, I'm going to be great at online marketing, I'm going to get out there and all the rest of it, your unconscious mind is going, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm not going to let that happen. You're going to get judged. You're going to get vilified. People are going to talk about you. Now, one of the things about being uh, a weirdo like myself, you know, being a skateboarding white dude who had peroxide here when he was 17 and all this <laughs> sort of stuff is I'm used to being judged and I put out music albums and all that stuff. And what I discovered was, at the time, it was painful, but as an adult, I've realized that humans are judgment machines. Mm -hmm. And whatever you think about, you'll never change that. So you just need to accept the fact that, that humans are judgment machines. It, it holds no weight, though. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, everybody has a judgment because that's how the brain works. Just ignore it. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. And in fact, judgment really is a good thing if i have created enough of a connection for you to feel anything yeah i'm winning yeah when you put out a record album for example you put music out and you create your little musical baby and you put it out to the world it's very daunting because you spent all this time and energy putting out you know your your music and you're going well i hope you think my baby is good looking and then people will say oh well i hate this dude or i don't like that song or this song rocks this is the best thing ever like Word perfect, that's my rap name. Word perfect is a bad man, you know, and da-da-da. And so, you know, it doesn't really matter. And this is what I say to all my clients. I say it's better to be loved or hated than to be liked. Yeah, and that's, if and that's the liked, thing. you will be ignored. And that's the thing. I have yeah, actually, I have point. actually, yeah, I have actually said that to my kids because I've got an almost 18-year-old and a 20-year-old. And my almost 18-year-old's um, just started her own business. And she's actually started a business as a lash technician. 
And um, and she's already at this age, already had hate or, you know, had messages from, and I say to her, I say, you know what, once you are being recognised enough that somebody has an opinion of you, that somebody has a judgement of you, then you're making an impact. And I know it's not, it doesn't feel good. We've all been there. It doesn't feel good. But once you get past that whole thing of, um that whole thing of, oh, they don't like me and rah, rah, rah. And I say, you know, a lot of the times judgment comes from people that are jealous or envious or want to be in the same situation as you or, you know. Um, so, yeah, so even at a young age, if you can get that into your mind, that having some impact, whether it's through through love or hate, like you said, um, and hate's such a strong word, but we, you know what we mean, <laughs> um, then I think that it's, um, then, yeah, at least you're making an impact. I mean, I, I've been very fortunate. There were two key things that happened to me in my life that made me realise judgment doesn't mean anything. Yeah. One of them, again, when I had a Billy Idol haircut in 1987 and I had white peroxide white hair and I had a sports uh, teacher who started a big event at our school. It was like 300 kids. He's announcing everything. And he starts the meeting by saying, I think Justin Cunningham's hair is gross. Oh, no. 300 kids <laughs> turn around and are basically laughing at me. Oh, and I'm sitting horrible. there going, <laughs> you know. Also, so, you became even more of a rock star. <laughs> that's right. Because the, the, the thing was is that, I mean, I'm lucky that I do have that ability to rebound as a personality. Yeah. And, and what kind of happened was is that I – at first, I was emotionally scarred by it. And then I was like, uh, oh, well, what can I do? And I just moved on. And then years later, as a business owner, I discovered that those same people that wanted me to be normal and to be sheep like them are now coming to me to figure out how to stand out. Yeah. And the other thing that happened to me is when I was 21 and I wanted to make some money and I wanted to get to America, I did door-to-door sales of Collier's Encyclopedias. Oh, wow. I was knocking on 120 doors a night and getting 115 F-offs mm-hmm. and maybe getting through five doors. Now, that taught me that persistence beats resistance. Yeah. And I suddenly became immune. I was like, oh, well, whatever, next, 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 next. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that when I came back to the real world after doing that job, I was bulletproof. I had no fear of anything. I was like, wow, you know, she's the hottest girl in here. I just walk right up to her. Hey, how's it going? I'm Justin, you know, like I I just had no fear. I mean, I was literally walking into like Mungra Mile Black Power Gang headquarters going, hey, guys, I'm here to sell you some books. Uh, you got any kids? And, you know, these dudes are looking at me like, this, this white guy, like uh, he's pretty crazy yeah, coming crazy. here. Like he's got a death wish, you know, and and it was just like, I just, you know, so that that really helped me. Those two things really helped me actually uh, release that idea. And there's another thing also in terms of sales as it relates to business. The number one limiting belief in sales is need for approval. Yeah. Or fear 70, of rejection. 70% of people suffer from it. Yeah. There's a business called Objective Management Group. They're pretty much the leading sales process software in the world for consultative selling. And there's four or five of these limiting beliefs, but this is the number one. 
And the question is always out of that is going, what would you rather? Would you rather be liked or would you rather be respected? Mm-hmm. So as it pertains to your daughter, yeah. that's the question. Yeah. Would you rather be liked by these people or be respected? Because they're not your friends. No. And that's and that's what she's come to learn. She's she's grown up so quickly because she's come to learn that I mean, she's very good at setting boundaries. She's very good at, you know, if she doesn't get a good vibe from somebody, then she's she doesn't take them on as clients. She's she's learned so much and the the level of resilience. Um, and that's that's what she says. She says, you know, I'm I'm in this business, it's not about being liked. I want to be respected for what I do. Um, and so she's learned that from very young, you know, 17, almost 18 years old. Well, she's, she's, she's very lucky that she's got your guidance because, <laughs> you know, the reality is, is that judgment is multiplied by, you know, a hundredfold now oh. of social media than, than when we were growing up. And that's and, the hardest thing is the social media at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I, I think that, you know, healthy boundaries is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you... I came up with a great catchphrase for a client recently because he really works on this and it's better me, better we. Mm-hmm. And, and that is exactly what you've got to focus on is if I really want to create a great business, I have to be great. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, you know, you, that's you, what you, I spoke about yesterday at an industry event I spoke at. I mean, spot on. Because it's amazing to me how many people want to learn sales and marketing, but their product is so average. I'm like you know, using yeah. an Australasian term, you can't polish a turd. Like if, <laughs> if, uh, yeah. if, if what you're selling is shit, it's just shit. I'm sorry. You're still you know, not like, going to be able to market it. Yeah. It, it, you know, like, and, you know, so I'm always like to people like, look, just focus on being remarkable and then making it simple to deal with you. Yeah. You and know, so remarkable that- than simple and then you'll win. And that brings us that brings us to connection because I know that you're a big one for connection and as are both Chris and I and I believe that you know connection is one of the most important things that you can focus on when it comes to being able to successfully sell but also you know have healthy relationships in life. Um, mm-hmm. So when it comes to connection and sales, how important is it and what is the like, what are some steps that we could take to be able to build that connection with people prior to trying to sell them something and such? Because I know that people fear rejection a lot, mm-hmm. um, but could that be because maybe they're, they don't feel like their product's good enough? Or So there's two questions there. One's about connection, one's about fear. So, uh, Yeah, well, look, there's, there's lots of permutations to, this, to these questions. So, mm. you know, when you... Long story short, the quality of your questions determines the quality of your outcomes. Yeah. If you're asking terrible questions, you're getting terrible outcomes. If you're asking good questions, you're getting good outcomes. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. So you've always got to look at what questions am I asking? And then, you know, for example, when a sale doesn't happen, it's like, well, why didn't it happen? Mm. Oh, well, I got to the end of my pitch and then I found out they had no money. Huh. So you didn't ask any question about budget, did you? Because you were afraid. So you couldn't have asked them before that. (laughs) You were embarrassed. You didn't either ask the question or you didn't have a step before the meeting where they told you whether they had any money. Now, you see, I won't even, most of the time, I won't even take a call, well, a full consultative call. I might do a laser call, but I wouldn't do anything more than 15 minutes for someone unless I knew that they were fundamentally in the market. Mm, Yeah. 
Now, most people don't, you know, especially when you're starting out. Mm. Now, if you're starting out, you think, oh, I've got all the time in the world. I'll do whatever it takes. That's not the attitude. You've got to, you know, think you've got to plan with the end in mind. Like, who mm-hmm. do you want to be? Not who you are. Who do you want to be? Now, if, if you were to step in, there's a really great book called The Alter Ego Effect. Yes. And, you know, when you think about that, you go, well, the idea that we've been conditioned to believe is I've got to learn how to be excellent. No, you don't. You can imagine how to be excellent (laughs) and focus on that and you'll become it. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you think about what does a Michael Jordan do that I don't do? Well, you know, he puts up, you know, a thousand shots a day. Okay, I'll I'll go and do a thousand shots a day. What else does he do? Well, he trains in the morning and he trains at night. Okay. You see, you don't even really have to be surrounded by that. You just kind of go, you could learn stuff by osmosis largely and just follow some of those disciplines and you will become excellent. Yeah. I mean, for me, for example, I'll give you an example from from my business. What I have discovered is my ability to communicate and teach is my gift. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at simplifying the complex. And so I have doubled all of my efforts. Now, this is following Pareto's law. Five to 20% of what you do delivers 80% of your results. But if you don't measure what you do, you'll never know what those five to 20% is. Therefore, you're working way too hard Mm -hmm. and you're just, you know, being busy and hoping that it works out. Yeah. So for me, I, I honored my gift. I honor my flow. And, and so like just today, like this is like the fifth or sixth call I've had today. I've had three calls with potential partners and all of them are worth over six figures in terms of outcomes. Mm-hmm. All because I changed my attitude from, you know, putting my message out there and hoping to just get on more calls, more calls, more calls, more calls, be of service, be of service, be of service. And, and that's really what it's about is about if you want to use the laws of, of nature, you know, like mm-hmm. laws like law of reciprocity, which for the people that are watching, if you don't know it, read the book um, Persuasion. It's one of the laws that really works. Like if you see a Hare Krishna walking down the road and Hare Rama, Hare Hare Rama, and they go to hand you a flower or a book, Mm-hmm. and you take the flower of the book, what do you do? You stop mm. and you listen. Unconsciously in our minds, when we receive a gift, we feel indebted. Mm. So this is why when you go to a networking event or you do something, be of service first, because when that person receives the gift, they feel indebted to create a relationship. Yeah. And most people don't understand how that works structurally. They just think, oh, you know, it's a lot of effort. Not everybody in this room is my client. You know, they have a bit of a moan about it. And it's like, you know, if you can pull out one or two calls from any networking thing you go to, that's a win. If you can teach and create impact, that's a win. Um, Again, show up with your talent and lead with that. Uh, and and that's the thing that I have found is easy for me. It works with flow. Now, clearly, I, I'm an extrovert, mm-hmm. and some introverts, you know, might be like, "Well, that's easy for you to say, mate." Um, but the reality is, is that introverts have a whole nother level. Like I'm trained in a number of modalities, and 
When I speak this fast, that means my strong sense is visual. Mm -hmm. Kinesthetic people that speak this slowly are feeling the truth. Yeah. Not seeing the truth. And they have a whole nother way of interpreting, communicating, and connecting in the world that's extremely valuable. They are no less powerful than someone like myself who's confident and extroverted. Yeah. A, I mean, and more billionaires are introverts than extroverts. Well, I'm actually, so. I'm actually, I'm actually what they call an outgoing introvert. So I've I've been an introvert my whole life. I think it has to be has to do with me being an empath. So um, so I get exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's about the feeling. It's about the emotions that are attached to it. Um, and the way that we process is a little bit different. And people Definitely. say, you're not an introvert. You're, and I say, no, I am because I have to recharge after being around people for so long because the energy is just too overpowering. Um, my, my wife is exactly the same. Yeah. She's a, so, a social introvert. Yeah. And, and my husband like knows. Star, but, yeah. <laughs> my husband knows if we're at a party within, you know, maybe an hour, I'm out next to the pool, um, just sort of like recharging because, and then I'm back to it and I'm all good for another hour. So, um, yeah. And, and but, we so work again, with... if you listen to those <clears throat> labels, Jen, if you <clears throat> listen to those labels that we're talking about, you see, they can be seen as a gift or mm -hmm. a problem. Yeah. And again, this pertains to beliefs, you know, like what does an introvert do? Oh, well, they hide away, do they? Are you sure? Mm. You know, like there's this idea that extroverted, confident people somehow win all the time. Oh, well, well, you're a natural front person, therefore you've got this X factor gift. I go, listen, there are just as many sad and upset and lonely and disconnected people that are extroverts as there are introverts. Mm. Let me tell you that. It's not about that. It's about understanding your gift, loving your gifts, and, and your flaws and your talents, and then you know, showing up in all your magnificence. And that is really what's key. And that's something that I, I you know, help people with. Like my tagline is I help frustrated rock stars go big. But that doesn't mean you have to be a rock star on stage. Again, you can just be a rock star in your own way. Yeah, absolutely. We all have gifts to share. And it's just figuring out what those gifts are. Now, talking about that, um, because we are wrapping up shortly. So can you go into your shift method and the connection sales process that you offer? Yeah, great. Yeah, well, I'll start with the sales stuff. So mm -hmm. what I discovered with sales is that most people have an aversion to the idea of being manipulated. Mm -hmm. And this idea of attract and convert, you've only got to listen to those words, convert. You want to convert me? I don't want to be converted to anything. Yeah. You know, that's not a word that's actually very pleasant. Whereas when, from a consultative selling standpoint, when you solve problems, your sales size is always much bigger. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between making a sale and taking a sale. Yeah. Taking a sale means, hi, I'm a coach. Would you like my services for $500? Now, making a sale going, so tell me what's going on for you. Oh, well, I've got this business problem. I've got this website issue. I've got a branding problem. I've got a problem with the wife. I've got a problem with the dog. I've got a problem with it. I've got, I've got all these problems. Oh, really? Well, mm. some of those things I can help you with, and I've got some other people that I could refer you to. Now, you see, when you approach. listen like that, as you mm. said, you're an empath. When you listen and you ask good questions and you keep asking questions until that person feels like they've said everything they need to say, mm -hmm. the opportunities in front of you are always huge. Yeah, absolutely. Massive. Massive when you actually put your listening ears on and you listen more than you talk. 
And I think this is a really important, important aspect of connection. And transformation is my focus. I, mm. I, so many people are transaction focused. I'm like, no. So, you know, for example, with me, as it pertains now going to achieving sales, I say to people, look, I don't, I don't want to hear what you do. Yeah. Don't tell me you're a coach. I don't want to hear that. Don't tell me I'm a speaker. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, that doesn't, doesn't mean, mean anything. anything to me. No. <laughs> Can you tell me what your transformational statement is? Because then I might, I might care. And I learned this, this, this lesson from a billionaire who actually told me people in my space don't care how you do business. Mm-hmm. They care what your mission is and then they'll listen. Yeah. So, for example, if you're a real estate agent, don't say I'm a real estate agent. You know, say I'm, I put families into their dream homes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you see, who do you want to talk to? A real estate agent or the second guy? You want to talk to the second guy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a, if you're a coach, if you, you know, you're working, say, with, I don't know, with mums or something like that, and you say, well, I help mums get financially independent and find the freedom that was taken away from them. Oh, okay. All right. You see, you're either in or you're out with that statement, right? You know, and that is, it it creates an emotional buy-in. And that's what you want because people buy emotionally and defend it logically. Um, So again, being a wordsmith and working on all that sort of stuff and again, being a performer, you know, my job here is to create an emotional connection and then ask fantastic questions and then I'm going to connect on a very deep level and I'm going to have a very big opportunity sitting in front of me. And yeah. it's not complicated. I don't do anything complicated. Um, but there are methods also within the questions that lead to massive outcomes. And, of course, that's what I train people in. Awesome. Wow, that's, that's incredible. And, and it, is, it does really come down to, down to how you say something, how you connect with somebody and and how you do emotionally connect with somebody. Because like you said, emotions is what will sell because people people tap into that. Now, Chris, you, have you got anything you would like to say? Because you know how hard well, it is I just to wanted to, as, <laughs> as we wrap up here, I wanted to thank Justin for sharing such valuable wisdom and insight, you know, because it is so important, you know, how we speak to ourselves is going to reflect in how we speak to others. And when we can connect, you know, and connect on shared values and emotions and be able to use certain words and how we ask questions, it's, it's all the difference in, in, in really elevating our sales to increase our businesses. And I really enjoyed what he had to share here today. So, Justin, thank you Me so too. much. Me too. My pleasure. My pleasure. And where would you like to, us to direct people to, Justin? Uh, yeah, well, I've got a, a, a link, which is uh, sociatap.com forward slash Justin Cunningham. So that's S-O-C-I-A-T-A-P.com forward slash Justin Cunningham. There's a couple of free resources there. I have um, a quiz for business owners to find out what beliefs are blocking you. And I've got another little results recipe book in there. And there is an opportunity actually for you to book a call with me. So if you think, well, this guy seems to know some stuff that might help me, then by all <laughs> <Which> means, <he> <laughs> means, jump on there and I'd, I'd love to have a chat and support you with what you're looking to achieve. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Justin. We have had an absolute ball and, um, and we look forward to maybe having you on again at another stage and having another chat. Thank you so much, Jen. I really appreciate you and Chris. It's, uh, it's been a joy to share with you. Uh, thank you. Catch you later. See you soon.